Hello and welcome to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. I'm James. And I'm Michael. And this week is a special week because it's a back to the future week. Yeah, it's like a weird, um, I guess, background. If you're a brand new listener, we uh, started doing this podcast on week four of the show. And now we have decided we just want to go back so that if if people want to get like kind of our takes on all the bakes across all the weeks, they can do that. Um, I like that that rhymes. Yeah. Our takes on the bakes yeah. for the weeks with the cakes. Oh, yeah, so much. No uh, fakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if, if you're listening to this, we're probably going to sound a little more, um, and I say this in very loose air quotes, um, experienced sounding than we do if you were to start on week four so when you finish this episode and you go to the next one you'll notice a little bit of a difference yeah um and that's fine and then we kind of continue picking up along from there yeah so. and we were also drinking on week four heavily so just blame the quality change on that yeah yeah it was it was week one for us we were drinking but um yeah anyway we just kind of wanted to give everyone a bit of you know, a, a full viewing listening experience. Exactly. And so I guess since we're trying to cover three weeks and I guess a bit more about the show generally on this one, because uh, we don't want to go through weeks one to three, like detail by detail. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so over by now. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about how we came to these baking shows and more specifically along the lines of where GCBS comes from, talking a bit more about Gibbo. So Michael, I know you're, you're like a long time Gibbo fan. Yeah. I've watched Gibbo for probably three or four years now. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember how we first got into it. Like, um, I think, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my partner, uh, Jamie, like he would go visit his parents over Christmas and they would be watching it because he was airing on PBS in the States, right? And so he watched an episode or two there and then one time it was airing on, you know, PBS here too. And so we decided to, to give it a watch and then we were like, oh, this is so fun. And we started watching it in like the dead of winter. It got us through like, you know, probably, uh, 2014 or I think it was, yeah, like, winter of 2014 we just watched every season available all in a row for like three months straight and just got so into it Mm -hmm. so yeah i started watching i had seen sort of uh one or two episodes here and there Mm -hmm. um but when cbc sort of bought out a couple seasons just so they could air it to build up momentum that's when it became so easy just to binge watch the whole thing yeah uh so just and i watched it and I suppose what I really liked about it is, um, I don't want to use the word ordinary because that, that could be a bit offensive, but just like how normal the folks there, all, like the, the competitors are yeah. on the show, yeah. you know, yeah. and they just go home every week and they live their lives and, you know, they bake on the side and then they come yeah. and they do the, the, the competition and it's just so nice to see. And everyone's always so friendly on the show. Very genuine. Very you know genuine. what I realized though is one thing is yeah. that on the British one that... I, okay, there's only been one season of the Canadian one so mm-hmm. far. And again, like, you know, fingers crossed for season two. Mm-hmm. But um, there weren't any students on this, on the Canadian right. one. And I'm thinking back on all the seasons of, of Gibbo. And again, there's been nine seasons mm-hmm. now or eight seasons mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, they've had some students who, like, are studying for their exams in the middle of the week, coming on the weekend baking, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, 
that also kind of brings a bit of a different dynamic versus someone who can fully devote their attention all the time to all the bakes. That's right? true. Um, and I, of course, I want to add on top of that, there's just something really funny about um, Mary Berry considering things like citrus, like an exotic flavor. <laughs> I'll say this though, okay. I, uh, I love that on uh, Great Canadian Baking Show that there, so far, I don't think there has been an instance of passion fruit. Or cardamom, yes, which is like number one thing on the UK one, right? Is always like, I wanted to give it some flavor. So I added passion fruit or like, you know, oh, we added some cardamom or something. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Like you don't realize how prevalent certain um, ingredients mm. are between, you know, both places, right? I saw it, remember in Gibbo, I think it was, I can't remember which season it was, but someone put matcha in their cake and then Mary Bear was, was saying... It tastes like grass. And she was just, like, so suspicious of the whole experience. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. she was not about to have any of it. Um, but then, of course, like, both Mary and Paul, I mean, it's That's quite now. a bit of all right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but they've also been on television for such a long time yeah. now. So I suppose uh, them hosting a show such as that or having hosted a show such as that is sort of within their wheelhouse and in their ballpark. So yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I mean... Um, then on the most recent season of Gibbo, we switched to Prue mm -hmm. being the, the new second judge. I really like her too. I think she's great. I mm -hmm. think like, you know, got a good thing going and, and I think both shows are, are great. You know, GCBS, I think we, as you listen to later episodes, we talk about it. It's built up momentum oh, quite a bit and it's gotten a lot better and it was everyone's first time mm -hmm. on camera mm -hmm. and everyone's first time, you know filming this whole production and it really keeps building so if you are somehow a listener who has only listened or watched one episode of the show so far and are now listening to the podcast <laughs> keep going with the show because yeah. it gets really good later on you know the revelation that we got and again this is us being reflective because this is later now is that this show was filmed consecutively over a couple weeks, like mm -hmm. nonstop, nobody ever went home. And, you know, week one, that episode versus week three was probably just, you know, a couple of days apart in reality. So a lot of learning happened quite rapidly. So it does get a lot better over time, as Michael was saying. Um, but maybe we can talk a little bit then about when we found out about the idea that GCBS was happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I was just thinking it seemed like such a good move. Yeah, um, generally yeah. just for television in this country, it's like, it's been a trend for so long and finally someone just said, why don't we just do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like instead of, you know, making up something else that would have not been as good, just to sort of borrow the idea and run with it and see what Canadians had to offer. Yeah, exactly. And this feels like a, a show that's, yeah, it, it's retained the heart and feel of that original, you know, uh, show yeah i was i was excited i love that i'm pretty sure it sounds to me that dan levy uh got the job like over twitter like oh, totally. i remember he like they announced the show on cbc right and it was like essentially like cbc has greenlit this yeah, more yeah, details yeah. to come period please apply right yeah. um and then dan levy like tweeted and was like oh i would so be the be willing to be the judge of this and it's like I think that's how it happened. Like, <laughs> he just like tweeted and then there you go. I right? mean, that's kind of the beauty of it. And whether or not it happened that way is, yeah. I guess, another question. But yeah. that, that's kind of the beauty of all of this was to bring together some folks that we had not really known before this. Like, I don't know about you, but I, you know, Rochelle and Bruno were not 
household names by yeah, any means. Yeah, yeah. And Dan Levy, obviously, more recently so. Yeah. But bringing together characters that apparently are sort of in the space and allowing us to get to know them a bit more and allowing us to sort of build a community around that, I think is super cool. Yeah. Um, but you brought up earlier this idea that, you know, on the British one, they have some students, you know, mainly in a way I feel like regional representation, and I could be wrong because I don't know the geography very well. It seems like regional representation isn't as big of a concern in Gibbo, whereas yeah. in Canada, I feel like we can't do a show without... Don't forget, though, season one of Gibbo literally moved the tent around the country That's every true. single week. It's um, like Oktoberfest. Like, it really changed between seasons two, one and two, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's like uh, working it all out, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. but every week it was in a different segment of the country. Mm -hmm. And so instead of, I think, having the contestants be from everywhere, mm -hmm. and they were still fairly spread out throughout the country, mm -hmm. um, in season one, what they did was to just show the mm -hmm. different parts of the country. And then they kind of settled on the, the garden pasture for like season two and onward. I kind of wish, and maybe the, it'd be cool to see like regional seasons. Of course, this is me thinking like we're going to get eight seasons of this, but whatever. Regional ones. Mm -hmm. And then we do GCBS All-Stars. Uh, yes, <laughs> right? yes. Like, I love that we're already getting into do, an all-stars like, idea. Yeah, yeah. Just like Drag Race, after yeah. two seasons of GCBS, <laughs> let's do GCBS All-Stars 1, basically, yeah, yeah. and just bring them Well, they waited back. four years before. Was it four years? Yeah, it was, oh my they god, did. I thought it was Well, like I mean, two. one was like the Vaseline season, oh, okay, right? Okay, and okay, then okay, it was okay, two, okay, three, okay. and then as soon as four was done, they did an all-stars Okay, season. well, we should do all-stars for GCBS. But yeah, I love the idea, like, you know... Um, of moving it around the country. Like, I would love if they were just, like, baking under the mountains. Yes. Like, I think that that would actually be really cool. It would give every season a bit of a flavor. Yeah. But again, still bringing everyone in from across the country. So it's not like, you know, season one is BC Bakers, mm -hmm. season two, like, you know. But that would be such a fun idea to move it around the country. Totally. Between seasons, exactly. not between weeks. <laughs> well, the only thing I would suggest is that if you ever get the budget for it, do a holiday special up on Ellesmere Island in the Northwest Territory. It's like remote, glacier. Like... Where the eggs cost $28. <laughs> and Well, it brings attention to issues of remote yes, food. Yes, that is But true. then like, and then they're just surrounded by clear blue water and mm. the tent is And on. then northern <laughs> lights and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah. I would enjoy that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have any other thoughts that you wanted to share about the Canadian one? Um, not necessarily. I mean, again, I'm just like happy that it's it's happened and and i want to see it it's so funny that i mean there have been other regional variants of this show there's mm -hmm. been an irish one yes. an australian one right they've done some bits of it in the states like they did a holiday version mm -hmm. of it where mary berry was a judge and um nia vardalo whatever um my big fat greek wedding okay. was like one of the hosts mm -hmm. right um and it was like four weeks long or something yeah but they haven't actually done a full-blown version of oh, it in the States yet. Right, right, and right. so I think that it's kind of cool that we're able to put our own stamp on it first before it, you know. Well, I feel like in the States, like, PBS wouldn't have the money to do it. So it'd yeah. have to go to, like, NBC or ABC or well, something. Well, it was on ABC, was the it? holiday one. Okay, yeah. and then I feel like, for the lack of a better word, they would Americanize well, it. Well, but do you know what they did with that American holiday one? What? Is they literally flew them all to England to bake okay, in England. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, like, yeah, so that's the thing. They were like, all right, you're all coming to England. You're baking, like, four different, like, you're baking for four weeks, yeah. weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that one was all in a row, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, 
Yeah, fly them all back. But that's why Mary Berry was involved in everything. It was literally like the same tent, the same everything, but it was American people. Oh, she was there. already there. She yeah. was just sitting in the green room and suddenly <laughs> bought in a, they brought in like a bunch of Americans yeah. and they're like, okay, you need to judge these people now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure she didn't have a problem doing that. Um, <laughs> anyways, in the future episodes, we kind of go over every single one of the bakes of the week from signature, signature, excuse me, to technical to showstopper and we kind of give our reactions to it but because this is weeks one to three we're not going to do what is it like three nine whatever we're not, we're do not nine, doing like nine segments yeah. of this and so what we're going to start talking about then is our top favorite bakes mm-hmm. of weeks one to three and then the three bakes that each of us were not so keen about within those weeks and if you want to hear us have if you're wondering like descriptions about all of the bakers in our week four episode we offer a full rundown on all of the bakers yes again we were drinking yes yeah you know <laughs> listener uh, like advisory <laughs> All right, so um, we're now going to run through all of the, well, not all of the bakes, but just some of the highs and lows and best and worst of the, you know, three first episodes. Um, So for episode one, I've just kind of uh, written, like, a bit of a miss. Like, let's call it a learning experience. I just don't think that giving bakers cupcakes as... A challenge always lets them show their best kind of skills or techniques. And I don't know, I just found a lot of the icing that they made was very grainy Mm. looking. It seemed to have like misset, like, I don't know, there's just something about a cupcake to me that I would prefer if they didn't do that again. I got it. Um, And that, you know, some of the critiques, uh, you know, could use improving, right? A little stilted sometimes mm-hmm. um well done i read that pierre was unlucky um yeah he just kind of had some unfortunate things where it didn't seem like it was his technique it was more like this didn't set this didn't bake properly right where it's not necessarily against them but like i mean we heard from julian in later weeks that mm-hmm. if pierre had gotten through that week like he's been doing pastry since he was like 12 yeah, right I, I really wish so we i, I would be curious to see yeah. what that was like but um unlucky but i mean the stuff that he presented like oh that one cake was just ugh, the crumbling you know? cake the the thing where the side was all yeah, and it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. nothing looked like it had set and i mean yeah i just don't think that um uh uh what was it james's oh when he was mixing that cake with his hands i'm holding that against him forever <laughs> sorry um, do you have anything from episode one at all? Not, not, not in particular. I mean, I really like Julian's birch syrup, um, cupcakes yes, with, the, yeah. with the pieces of bacon on top. Uh, but I can see exactly what you mean. Uh, I did enjoy though that they did use the Battenberg yeah. as a technical, cause that is such a fun and pretty cake to look at, yeah, but yeah. it really gives you a, a good idea of how detailed and how skillful some folks are. And right detail off the oriented. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think, um... I almost kind of wish that we could have called like it episode zero and like uh, if you've never watched Bake Off before, welcome to this introduction where we all find our feet, right? <laughs> yeah. And then start from there, right? Okay. And like no one gets eliminated. Yeah. Like, how, like, like a- how Drag Race does now, sometimes the first episode, they're like, welcome, everyone gets a little chance to get right, acclimated right. and then we're going to start kicking people off because... Right. 
everyone just wasn't quite on their game. Even their own responses to the judges were very like it, you could tell it was everyone's first time. Yeah, it was like li- like literally their first day. Yeah, on set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So then in episode two, it was bread week. Mm, um, my favorite. Yeah, and so they started off with focaccias, and like. 99% were pizzas. Focaccia sponsored. <laughs> Focaccia <laughs> sponsored. So then I wrote down, Sabrina's in particular was like the bottom of it. It looked like a Little Caesars pizza. Oh my god! <laughs> Just in terms of like the shape and everything. What like Little you... Caesars? I still don't understand why Little Caesars. Do you not see commercials for Little Caesars? No, because they always show it like coming out and it looks like that. Like again, everything. a focaccia okay, I don't think should have those hard ridged sides. Okay. It's a, it's bread, right? Okay. Like, you watch any Gibba one, they're a little more bread-like. Uh-huh. I thought the best focaccia was Linda, and she's one of my best bakes. That, her yes. focaccia, is one of my best bakes from the first three weeks. It, what's really funny, and I think especially about Linda in, in these first couple weeks, um, is the amount of time she had. Like, for her, her focaccia, she had time to, like, wrap it in brown paper and yeah. string, and in later episodes, she's just helping Terry. Like, she just <laughs> had so much time. Yeah. It was like, everything seems so easy for her. Yeah. Um, but I just definitely read that, like, there were a lot of the focaccias, especially the ones that were in the pan, right? Like, Julian had one. And I just wrote that they look like pan pizzas. Like, yeah. a Chicago deep dish. Mm-hmm. But some of them, like, so much topping. Again, people, it's bread, not pizza. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, then, uh, again, we've decided to kind of, on this this episode, skip over the technicals here. Mm-hmm. On our regular episodes, we do go into detail on the technicals. Yeah. But in this case, we're just doing signature and showstopper. What was the bread technical anyways? Do we remember? I don't. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, thanks for putting me on the spot there. <laughs> um, so then, um, showstopper-wise, um, you know, Sabrina's bread basket, great. I loved I wrote, her bread basket. Yeah. <sighs> I wrote that it looked like um, Steven from the most recent season of mm-hmm. Gibbo. Mm-hmm. It looked like the purse that he made out Got of it. bread. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, was, it was very nice. Just structurally very impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, anything that goes into that 3D with height is really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Linda had an amazing bread bag. That was another, uh, like, uh-huh. high choice uh-huh. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but bandanas, um, she uh, had... It was almost like the wreath. It was the sun. Yeah, it was like a bread sun. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a built-in sandwich. (laughs) Like, the filling on it. If you're going to have a filling, I almost feel like it should be spread out, you know? Yeah. Like, throughout. Like, it should be even kind of across a lot of bites. Whereas that was like... Built-in sandwich was a ring in the middle, and it and, was just and a crispy outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I exactly. hear you. And I it was a little you. too yellow for the bake, like you know. Yeah, it seemed a bit paler, and like you said, a bit more yellow than everybody else's. Everyone had that sort of more golden brown sort of vibe going Maybe on. Maybe she used a different spice in her bread or Could something be. like that, but I wasn't a big fan of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then. Episode three, mm-hmm. which is dessert week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off with some pies. Yes. And I wrote, ew, to James's caramel <laughs> oh pie. Oh my god. <laughs> it was quite intense. It was really like... like what the happened? look. His, the look. It was... Ugh. No, I, I'm sorry. I think he's like a physicist or, or like a space <laughs> A physicist or something. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that pie pie was... Entropy at its finest. Mm. So they say in the universe, in- entropy is always ever increasing. Everything's getting more and more chaotic. That pie for me was a representation of that. So in its in, in that way, it's very true to who he is and his 
his principles. His background. Exactly. Yeah. I just really thought, and I get that that was because his piping bag exploded, but no. <laughs> just unacceptable in every that, way. That, to me, is one of the worst from the first three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I also forgot back in the bread week, right? Yeah. Corey's holla. Holla at you, boys and girls. <laughs> that was really good looking. I would totally eat that. Totally. Um, yeah, okay. So then um, there were some more pies. Um, I have notes on kind of my favorites and mm-hmm. least favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to kind of go through from, you know, the first three weeks? Sure. But, yeah. So, uh my favorites for the first from the first three weeks, really, the first one I wrote down, and this isn't an order of the weeks or an order of preference. Um, the first one I wrote down was Linda's chocolate raspberry swirl pie. That was just oh. like this bowl of yes. decadence and creaminess and berries and flavor. Yeah. It looked so gorgeous. It, it somehow, looked so beautiful. Yeah, it looked like it would not be too sugary, exactly. but it would have like fruit flavors, but it would still be kind of sweet. Yeah. And like the chocolate swirls and all of that, it just looked like gorgeously decadent, yet somehow light. It screamed garden party to me. Yes. You know, like I could totally imagine sitting out like on a veranda or yeah. something and just having tea and eating that and the birds are chirping. It, it actually resonated with that tent. Yes. And that setting so well. So much. Right? Yeah, that could totally have been, like, the um, thing that you would photograph for all of the, like, presbyterials for totally. the show, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, that, too, was another one of my, oh, was like, it? major picks. Um, yeah, okay, next. Um, actually, so, <laughs> reading it now, I realize all my favorites are from Dessert Week, basically. <laughs> because well, again, they were on the up. Right? On the up and up. So the other two that I wrote that were my favorites were actually both pavlovas. I really enjoyed Julian's pavlova. Mm-hmm. Um, the blueberry pav- pavlova with sort of like the sugared stems and everything and the drizzle. It looked so beautiful. It was so airy. It was so voluminous. Like, it was just, it was amazing. And when they cut it open, it was perfect. So I really enjoyed that yes. one. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's another one of mine. Like, that pav was like... Just well, it was so cool because so many people just kind of piped in a circle, mm-hmm. and Julian piped upwards, so True. it got this really cool texture. And when the blueberry drizzle went down in between the ridges, I mm-hmm. thought it was like gorgeous. And then on the inside mm-hmm. too, like, mm-hmm. and I love blueberry, and <laughs> they said that his was like well baked. Um, yeah, I thought that that was great. The last one that I wrote, um, and, and this is despite the rose water, I actually really, really like Sabrina's pavlova. For two main reasons. The first is the swirling at the top and the, the um, that combination with, I think it was pistachios, crushed pistachios, that looked beautiful. And when they cut through it and they lifted it out and Rochelle gasped, and I did too, because it all fell, it didn't fall, but it all blended in so beautifully. It was mm. like even swirled on the inside, mm-hmm. like the cream and the pavlova. And that takes a lot of skill and talent. So that's actually why it was one of my more favorite ones. Um, this season. She's just adding a hint of rose water. (laughs) Just two (laughs) tablespoons. I have to admit, when I saw that happen, it was like her second one. It was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Especially for Bruno, uh, who has mentioned, he was like, I don't like rose. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... 
Yeah. I don't. I don't often have rose water in things, though. It's mm-hmm. not a flavor I'm, I'm familiar with, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And still, surprisingly, that there hasn't been passion fruit. <laughs> because I, I don't think passion fruit is were, a very Canadian. It's like, not. We don't exactly. use it here. Like, but if this were week three on Gibbo, yeah. it would have been in eight different dishes by now. I really like passion fruit and cardamom. Yeah. And then, like, someone will always put some sort of uh, chili in something. Yeah. And Mary Bear will be like, "Oh, that's too spicy." Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like. <laughs> There's actually no chili in it. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all psycho. Um, yeah. Okay. So then, um, another yay that I had yeah. was on, um, Terry's, uh, her, I think it was her pev. Um, and I wrote poached pear perfection. PPP. PPP. Yes. And then, oh, poached pear perfection pev. Oh, good for you. PPP. Yeah. 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 All the cheese. Yeah. Actually, I think pavlova was a good week for all of them. Yeah, dessert week, you know, well, okay. Okay, well, we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone, but uh, yeah, I don't know. If it kind of feels like we went a little fast across some things, I would just say is that, like I said, episode one, a bit of a wash of Mm write-off for me. Mm -hmm. Two, we're starting to get into it, but um, three, we're really getting into the meat. So speaking of maybe went through the top, Bottom three. I don't want to use the word bottom three, but three of the, for me, the more disappointing ones. Sure. So the one, there's one that we've gone over before, which is like the salted caramel. Like it tasted delicious. James's pie. James's, sorry, James's tart pie, which Rochelle said that he was lucky. He was lucky that it tasted so well, but it was just, it was just a lot. Yeah. Which we, which we've said. The second thing I wrote down was actually Jude's pavlova. Yes. Because it looked beautiful, great concept, but it felt like it would be good. Like it was like a cookie week concept. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like she made giant cookies. Yeah. Um, but for a Pavlova, it was... <laughs> I'm just picturing you know in Sex in the City when Miranda's dating uh, uh, like the doctor Robert uh-huh. and he gets her the cookie that says "I love you" and she just eats the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah. picturing like it was kind of like she made two of those. Stacked them. And then, like, the music notes she had inside of it was very nice. Yeah. But um, to me, it was just, it was overbaked, and it didn't seem to have technical precision. It, it felt like it was a music box, box first, and then a Pavlova second, as, yeah. like, a hindsight. Like, oh, I, I you know, I want to make a music box, and yeah. how can I make a Pavlova work? Versus yeah. thinking about what goes with the texture and the, and the context behind the Pavlova. Yeah. And then the third one that sort of disappointed me, I think, in the first three weeks was Sinclair's pie tart thing. Like, he had a poached pear. The poached sorry, pear sorry, thing. the pear tart, yeah. yeah. And he had wrapped the puff pastry on it, and it looked beautiful, yeah. but it just came out raw, and well, it was, it was just, sort of, like, yeah. disappointing in yeah. that sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, my disappointment was the pan pizza focaccias. Um, <laughs> so, like, across the board. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> no a lot of people just did not... If you watch Gibbo, a lot of those were not focaccias. Yeah. Um, but Linda's got the star for me. That one was good. Um, yeah, I thought that Jude's Pavlova was not great. And then um, I thought that, uh, yeah, I don't know, that week one there was just a lot of stuff that they got 50% of their bake right and 50% wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just chalked that up to time and adjusting to being filmed and being there and everything. So I agree. All right, so moving on we kind of want to sort of talk about elimination because that's what it all comes down to. I mean, they're star bakers and we talk about this 
in future episodes past about what we thought of overall performance. So I don't think mm -hmm. we want to talk about that again. Um, but three folks did end up leaving us um, weeks one to three. And in order, it was Pierre, Sinclair, and then it was Corey. Um, so Michael, how do we feel about that order of events? Um, I think that, again, based on the bakes that were presented, that, yeah, Pierre's week one bakes were not strong enough to keep him around in the competition. We've heard that he's someone who, you know, uh, certainly has, all the bakers have the skills. They all made the show. They interviewed and, you know, saw so many different people. But the, the bakes that Pierre had, I think, was definitely a, a week one go home. Mm -hmm. And that was unfortunate because, as Julian had said, had he sort of gotten through that first week, whether it be because of luck or, well, lack of luck maybe in this case, uh, he may have just sort of kicked everybody else. Yeah. Um, Linda yeah. may have had some yeah. some heat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, following yes. her. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any other disagreement on week one? No. I, I, no, not on week one. You don't think anyone else should have gone home? Uh, it's unfortunate. Well, he, he's the only one that had a cake that basically collapsed. Yes. So, I, like, I mean, yeah. that's what it ended up being, right? Yeah. Was that it, 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 he had the one that was Well, his flowing. meringue didn't set on the cupcakes, yeah. Right. So, so I think that's why. So I don't particularly disagree. I just think it was yeah. a bad series of events for him that, that first day, I think, probably. Sorry, girl. Set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sinclair went home next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to, who else was in the, the like, not top of the... I think Jude was yeah, also struggling at this yeah, point a bit. Yeah, at that week, um, yeah. Yeah, and, but I, I can see why the decision was made. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the um, pear um, mm -hmm. with the puff pastry was just, like, raw mm -hmm. dough, mm -hmm. mainly. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I think, but you know what's crazy, though, is that Sinclair was the one who was doing the really, like, grand technical ideas well, and stuff, yes. but yeah. then you just get a couple of those flops, or not even flops, but just, like, miss, like, misses, and that's enough to, to send you home. Because he had, like, the, the cupcakes. Yeah, exactly. With the mojito and exactly. the little thingy, it's, like, so technical, like, that sort of stuff feels very, like high right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but doesn't always work out and then on week three Corey went home mm -hmm. which i still don't think should have happened really i think he should have gone one more like at least one more week because mm -hmm. he wouldn't have gone home week three because i i just i felt like jude's performance that week was a bit weaker than Corey's, but that's my opinion yeah i mean we already talked about jude's pav earlier yeah. right um but I guess the other thing, too, was that Corey's Pav, not good. Mm -hmm. um, and the, uh, what, they even criticized the flavor. They said, not enough cranberry, too yeah. much pumpkin. Yeah. Like, whereas Jude's, they said that it tasted good. It was True. just too hard. True. Um, I think this is actually, for me, though, part of um, what we, we sometimes talk about, which mm -hmm. is, you they're forced to technically isolate their judgment for that week. Yeah. So you you get gauged on how you've done that yeah. week. And yeah. for me, I think up until that point, I just thought Corey had a better consistent performance. But I know you're not supposed to think about you. Well, that. no, I think you 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 can right. They do it on Gibbo sometimes, yeah. where if 
they are like they look at the week and they try and only look at the week mm-hmm. and then if it's like a dead heat or it's tied mm-hmm. right then they have to go look at previous performance right, right. but generally speaking they don't and i guess they didn't feel that there was enough of a tie between got it cory and jude right to look back at previous weeks you know it was just like hello that hala but yeah. i guess it wasn't hala. <laughs> i guess it wasn't important to 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 bring back up yeah um so that's it. That that's everyone that was eliminated yeah. in weeks one to three. Um, you have anything else to add? <laughs> no, I guess we could wrap it up here. Um, stay tuned. You're about to experience <laughs> something um, fun, maybe. <laughs> You're about to experience week four, which really should be called week four Canada week. You'll like it once you find the humor in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. we also get better as we the get better. Go on. So just, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it a stumble. I would call it. Um, I would call it a very uh, frank portrayal. <laughs> yes. To people who are millennials drinking <laughs> about a Canadian baking show, thinking that nobody would ever listen to it. Yes. But um, that's like a James Joyce novel. <laughs> I mean, for yeah, the we still first century. We still we still want people to, I guess, listen to it. There's yes. still some good stuff that that we certainly say in there. Um, but just you know, you'll you'll notice a difference. Also, um, if this was uh, if you're an existing listener and you're just kind of going back and, and listening to this, you'll notice our our name is the Cooling Rack. Um, previous to what you might have heard us, and so intros on episodes have slightly changed for a few seconds um but yeah that's it um other than that please review us on itunes please let us know if you have questions for any previous uh upcoming bakers Mm -hmm. um follow us on twitter and instagram and um i guess we have a facebook page but if you do do one of those i think that's fine yeah go wherever you feel the most comfortable Mm -hmm. they all get the same everything it's just you know what's your home base Right, so tell your friends, tell your family, and have a great week. I'm trying to think if we should have something that's, like, cooling-related. I was going to... Do we need, like, a sign-off? I feel like it. Like, what can you do for, you know, cooling? Like, you know... I don't know. Until the the timer runs out next time. Oh, something that... Until until the timer buzzes... uh, This is the cooling rack. This is the cooling rack. Okay, bye. (laughs)